What's up, everybody? It's uh, Jack Smith, Brady Brady Miller, Brady Dobbins. And uh, so, yeah, we are starting a podcast. Um, Keep seeking with Brady Miller and Jackson Smith. Brady happens to be here for the first episode, so lucky, lucky him. Yep. Um, So, yeah, so pretty much we're – this is not, you know, obviously we want to be informative when we can – uh, we're going to have some people on here that, you know, hunt, fish, outdoors, whatever. Um, some guys that kill some big deer, catch big fish, and yeah. So, uh, let's get started. So, we, uh, tonight, getting things kicked off, it's what, mid-July here. And uh, we went and uh, pulled some uh, cards tonight on some private and uh, good pulls. Yeah, I would say so. Yep. So uh, probably the best pools I've ever had. Yeah. So we uh, obviously we hunt public, a lot of public. Honestly, that's probably what we mainly hunt. Um, but we do have some private that we uh, get to hunt too. Very lucky for that. And uh, we wanted to uh, put out some cameras and some mineral. This is where Braden killed his deer last year. So um, we wanted to see what was in the area. We've well, we had that mineral out, what, two weeks? Yeah, maybe. Maybe two we weeks. Have two weeks, probably. Yeah, I've been checking it every, you know, two or three days um, just to figure out kind of what we got in the area before. It's kind of season's time. Yeah. I mean, we, we just went a little ways out, so. We wanted to we wanted to see if there's any good deer in the area before we started putting a lot of time and money in that spot, yeah. you know. So, um, good, good, good carpool. Um, we'll talk more about that here in a little bit, but um, kind of to start it off, um, let's go. Let's say, what what are your goals for this year? Uh, I would say my goals, you know, just kind of going from last year, more kills on film. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, just more film in general, videos to put out. But um, my personal goals last year fell like four inches short in Boone and Crockett. Kind of yeah. obviously, that's on the hit list still. But uh, I plan to, you know, shoot two solid deer, two mature deer. Uh, hopefully, you know, it happens kind of early, kind of get more people on deer. But that, yeah. that's kind of my goal, two solid deer. Big deer would be nice. But yeah, for sure. Just whatever makes I you happy. I would like to travel. That would be another thing. Yeah. Get, it, get some meat down while we're traveling would be nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ray, what did you say yours are? Uh, just hunt more, really. Haven't been able to hunt as much as I'd like the past two or three years just things going on like I mean I just graduated high school yeah. so you know yeah I've been busy with that well, I mean you played football pretty much all yeah, all fall all been, fall been in school and it's just just ain't been able to sit as much as I'd like I'd like to just be able to get in there make a lot of sits this year yeah hopefully get on a you know mature deer I'd like to kill a deer on public too yeah never done that so i just like to sit more and Hopefully kill a pretty good deer. Yeah, well, I mean, and that's what it takes. I mean, you know, you know, a lot of guys talk about, you know, making very precision sits, making sure the wind's right, all that stuff. And, I mean, that's, you know, that's really good, you know, when when you're really trying to kill a target deer or whatever. But, you know, us, we, we love to hunt. Just being out there, you yeah, know. I mean, and it's hard. more relaxing. And just being out there, watching wildlife. Oh, about, yeah. Anything. Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously we're we're trying to kill target deer. We're trying to kill old mature deer, but you know, we're we're not going to let you know a bad wind keep us from you know. Obviously, we may not hunt the spot 
you know, where the wind's bad, but we're, we're going to go sit somewhere else, even if yeah. we don't got nothing on camera or, you know, whatever it is. I mean, we, we just want to be in the woods. So, I mean, that's what it takes. I think – I would say my goals, you know, last year was rough. <laughs> um, I don't even know where to start. If it if you can name what went wrong, it happened, it happened you know. Um, had, you know, had good, you know, good chances, just never – Got anything come together? I shot a doe. Well, I shot, yeah, I shot a doe. Uh, first day of October, so that was good. Got meat in the freezer. Can't complain about that. But uh, I think my, you know, my my deer's or excuse me, my goal is just kind of, you know, shoot what makes me happy. If it walks out and gets me excited, then I'm probably gonna, you know, let, let her, her let her fly. Um, you know, I like to get a good deer down early with my compound. Um, I did pick up a recurve. I don't know what these boys feel like about it, but um, I just actually got it set up today. Been shooting it, um, and gonna hopefully get dialed in enough where I can sling a few, huh? s- you know, stick some. Um, I, you know, if I can get one down with my compound, I'd I'd love to try to shoot a good deer with my recurve. Yeah, um, that'd be real cool. Yeah, be. for sure. I'm afraid that I'm gonna get to shooting it. If I shoot a big one with it, I'm not ever gonna want to put it down. But yeah, but we'll see. Uh, like I said, we we pulled cards this evening um man heck of a card pull can't complain about that we uh this this spot we got we got what two cameras out two mineral sites and where uh, i killed mine last year yeah same piece there so yeah yeah where i killed that one's in the new one uh this particular card pull came from that new one yeah that new spot that brain's talking about you know and that's the crazy thing you know these cameras are two or three hundred yards apart yeah, probably. And, uh, I mean, the difference it makes. Wow. I mean, two, three hundred yards, and you got you go from zero, you know, zero bucks. One, one doe on camera. One doe to four Solid deer that are deer. over 130 inches. Yeah. I mean, you sure. know, and y'all, I mean, a lot of y'all know that. I mean, you know, it can be a, a 15, you know, 15, 20-yard adjustment of where your camera's looking and stuff, and it can make a difference in For sure. the deer yeah. you see you know but um yeah so that spot we i think i think we're close to some bedding back there um it's got that creek running right through there i think they yeah. feel nice and thick yeah it's thick yeah, they kind of feel home safe there. yeah it's, it's, yeah. it's definitely a lot more cover yeah. um so yeah this was this was brady's first time seeing that spot mm-hmm. i mean what do you think of it i mean i think it looked real good it was uh Right on the creek, like Braden was saying, it's real thick in there, and then it opens up a yeah. little bit. It's real tight in there, but it opens up, and yeah, it just looks like a good spot. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I like it. You know, we we obviously, we put that camera where Braden shot his deer last year. We had deer come in there last year consistent, but we, we wanted to put up another camera, and we walked around, and uh, and I think, that, you know, that's why this, this property in this area holds deer is because it is thick. Yeah. And honestly, we struggled on because although it is summertime and we are putting out mineral and, and you know getting these bachelor groups of bucks, we're also you know I think especially here in in Oklahoma, you know these bachelor deer you see you know you can kill them the first week of October off of those mineral sites that you have that maybe you transition to corn or you know whatever it is you know um, you you can kill them deer like that and so we 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 struggled finding a spot where. It, you know, it looked good, sign was there, but we could hang a, a stand in. 
That was the hard part. There's not a lot of uh, good trees for stands no. around here where we're at. No, and we got lucky. Like Brady said, it, it, it's pretty tight. I mean, you can't shoot over 15, 20 yards. No. But, I mean, if they're there, they're there. So, we got lucky with that. Um, we could have more deer on camera. We had a bad card pull for whatever reason. Either card was bad, camera. I mean, I, I don't know. We've, we've had heck with cameras. We've just – it's – you know, it's just the consistency. It's weird. You know, we, we don't ever have a camera that just consistently takes good pictures. Yeah, all the time. It seems yeah. like one's always failing. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think, what I mean, Brady and his dad, so we, we started using the 15, or well, not 15, they're like 30 now, like $30, $40 Tascos. Yeah. Especially because we hunt public. I mean, you know, you don't want to go put out a $150 cell cam always, no. you know. You no, know they, the Tascos are pretty reliable for a yeah camera yeah too. exactly i mean that's what if we need a picture taken that's what we're throwing up it's kind of our go-to yeah grab and go for sure mm-hmm. yeah i mean if i if i need you know a picture if i know i need pictures i'm i'm probably gonna go to a tasco and i yeah. mean they've 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 done us good that's the i mean obviously like we had a bad carpool with it but that's like one of the first ones we've had that, i think so in first one two years and we've run, we've got four or five of them we run Especially during the rut all the time. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, especially during the rut. Like, um, you know, last year, you know, I had a chance at that deer we called Hoss that just didn't happen on the ground. But, um, you know, a reliable camera, obviously, you know, it sounds, I guess, dumber than it is. But a reliable camera is very important, especially for us, how we run them. You know, like last year with that deer, we, we put that camera up. It was during the rut, deer going everywhere. We figured out that there was a deer in the spot that uh we we hadn't been hunting and uh we checked it you know uh we checked it in the evening had that deer on camera and we're like all right that's a good deer something we want to target so we went uh the next evening had a chance at him just didn't get it done but if the, you know that camera don't take pictures we're, we're not there I mean, we're not there we we're not in the game in two weeks yeah we, we had no reason to sit it if that picture wasn't taken yeah exactly i mean so um Reliable. I mean, we're we're obviously now that, especially on this private that we got. I mean, I think we're gonna play around with some different cell cams. Brady, didn't For you sure. say you you had a spy point that yeah. you messed around with? Yeah, I bought a spy point a couple of years ago, and uh, I just couldn't really get it to work right. For I think for one period that I had it out there for a week or so, it worked pretty good. Yeah. I just couldn't get the pictures to send to my phone. Couldn't get to take pictures. I mean, maybe I just couldn't figure it out, but I mean, I messed with it a lot and just couldn't get it figured out. Yeah, I mean, the those Tascos have probably honestly been more reliable. Yeah, I mean, and, and like I said, for public land, they're really good, especially if you're they're going small, in small, light. Easy yeah, bag, you know, yeah, and you ain't, you ain't got to worry. If one happens to get stolen on public, I mean, you know, it ain't, ain't that big thing. of a loss. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Well, and I think you know now that on this private that we got, um, probably gonna try and. Like I said, play around with some different cell cams. Yeah, um, something to keep us out of there a little less instead of going in there two, three days. And yeah, especially talk about it. Well, I mean, you got four or five. You know, one that's you know you can get away with. I think having one big deer in there, you know, that's mature, you can get away with a little bit more. But you got four or five deer in there that are three, three and a half years or older. I mean, that's a lot of you know that's a lot of maturity there to try and beat. Whether exactly. that's you know, walk, uh, you know, noses, all of it. Yeah, I mean, it's 
So the more we can stay out of there, the better. Um, so I think, like I said, we're going to try and find us a good cell cam to put in there. We, we've talked about, um, you know, as season gets closer, we, we want to do this, what I'm about to explain, in enough time that they these deer get used to it. But we have cows on this property, so... Um, we've been battling keeping that off our mineral sites. Yeah. I mean, and, you know, the crazy thing is... I, I can't imagine that that mineral was on it. There was very much there after the cows had got done with it for them deer to come to, and they exactly. still were there. Exactly. So I think if we can really get some mineral in there and, and you'll get them getting eaten on that, that's just going to make things better. But we talked about putting up a fence. Uh, um, and we're going to, well, like I said, we, we talked about it tonight, you know, battling the size and stuff of it because, you know, Brady talked about it. And I've heard it too. You know, you put a, a small confined fence, whether that's around a, a you know mineral or feeder, a feeder. Anything. You know, I, I don't know that them big mature deer are gonna they don't like wanna, it. They don't want to hop in there and feel trapped. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, we we don't we don't know. We're gonna play around with it, and then you know, same thing. I you know, you got the the feeders that obviously spin and, and throw corn. So then you know you battle. Okay, do you want to use that, or you want to use something like a like a boss buck that they come up and eat out of on their own? Exactly. So um, just some stuff we got to figure it out. I mean, we want, and we got to get it figured out quick. Yeah, we want that to feel like home. Come, come the first of October. Yeah, especially if they're still all together. I mean, we yeah. want them in there and, and yeah, we night. want we want October one. You know, to be. Like, we hadn't been in there in a month. You know, obviously that's easier said than done. But, you know, we we don't want them having any ideas or, you know, be weary of a bad experience. Maybe we had one, you know, bump them off the mineral, exactly. going in the check-it camera or whatever it is. But, so, yeah, I mean, that's kind of what we did this evening and um, what we've been thinking about with that. Um, yeah, I mean, them deer... Then we're good deer. Obviously, we're not all about the inches, but I mean, if we'll take a good deer if we get I was about it. To say if it's there, I ain't passing it. That's for yeah. sure. <laughs> so, um, we're we're looking forward to that. Um, but yeah, so you know, we talked about about traveling. I mean, what I mean, what's y'all's opinions on you know traveling hunting, traveling hunting? Excuse me. Um, you know, is it easy hard for y'all to get on deer normally? I mean. <laughs> You know, I mean, like, well, I mean, because you know, that's a bit, that's a hard deal to do is you know, travel and only have four or five days. Or, yeah, especially if it's a place you've never been to. If yeah, it's all new. Yeah, that's tough. Getting on a deer in four to five days, pattern them, and actually getting a shot at them is really hard. Yeah, I mean, it's it gets tough. I mean, me and Brady, we've traveled together. Me and Braden, all of us together. Um, and you know, I think you know, it's you can't beat the fun of it. I mean, no, it's and that's a lot of fun. That's what, I mean, that's why we do it. Traveling is fun. I mean, you know, get to hang out with your buddies for a week, kind of get away from the normal, like, what you hunt. I, I mean, personally, like, when I travel, I want to go somewhere that, you know, maybe the terrain's a little different. Yeah, Man, for sure. Definitely. You know, and, and I think, you know, you go to somewhere where the terrain's a little different, you got to hunt different. And I think those skills that you learn from that only just help you when you get back home. Exactly. I mean, I think you learn so much more traveling going um you know something that when we or when we're looking for an area to hunt kind of rule of thumb i like to go by and it's not easy to do oklahoma doesn't have a ton of public land compared to other states but yeah. like a rule of thumb like i i don't really want to hunt 
a piece of public that's within an hour of any big, you know, town or city. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Just because, you know, those those pieces that are an hour within town, you know, big town or city, the people that live there, I mean, that's where they're yeah, going. Exactly. Everybody's going there. You know, so then you, you're battling people. And, you know, that gets hard when you travel because then you're like, not only are you trying to hunt deer, find deer, kill mature deer, and you're battling people, you know, getting away from people. And yeah. Even our... Our public land down here by us, we're dealing with a lot of out-of-state people. Yeah. And there gets to be a lot of traffic, a lot of pressure in there. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, just finding those overlooked pieces or pieces way out that, you know, you don't have to worry about, um, it, you know, that's a, that's a big deal for us. And, like, you know, down here, you know, public, you know, we know some creative ways to get away from people. Um, but when you go out of state, you know, or out of, not, excuse me, necessarily out of state, but, you know, different Different places that can get hard. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, whether that's boating, kayaking, um, walking really long ways. You know, I mean, there's a ton of different ways to do it, but, you know, it, it gets harder. Um, but, so, like I said, we're hoping to do some traveling. Um, don't know where at, but we're going to do it. So, yeah, so what... Um, what are you, what are y'all kind of like most looking forward to? I know we talked about goals, but like, what are y'all just excited for? October 1. Yeah. Opening day. Yeah. Just to be able to sit in the, sit in the stand mm-hmm. and, you know, kind of relax and watch everything unfold sure. for sure. Yeah. Cold weather. Yeah. Yeah, that's no joke. It's, it's hot, right? I'm over it's, the 100 degree weather. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so. terrible. It was about tw- tw- 10, 12 degrees cooler than it normally is today and you could feel a big difference. Oh, Yeah. I mean, it's still hot though, but it's still hot. But you're like, wow, this is big difference. I, I, I'm excited for you know. I think we got, you know, obviously having four shooters on potential shooters is exciting. You know, um, and every time about this year, you know, July, August, I can't hardly stand it. I'm ready, you know. So I'm excited, just like I said, get in the woods. Um, excited to. Try out the recurve a little bit. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, you, you know, I think we got a bead on, you know, some good deer. We, you know, we, last year we passed a lot of deer. A or lot I know, deer. you know, I know me and Braden did. Um, and that's something, you know, obviously, you know, I mean, we want to bring for y'all, you know, we want to bring, you know, footage and yeah, good footage. Just more and, content in general. Yeah, I mean, obviously, like, we're not, you know, a strictly informative channel. I mean, we're going to, yeah, sure, we're going to tell you all some tips, tricks, whatever that have helped us that we figured out. I mean, um, yeah, I mean, we want to help out any way we can. But at the same time, I mean, we want we want you all, you know, content, um, kills. Um, I'm not saying we're going to go shoot everything we see, but, <laughs> you know. But, I mean, we, we want we you want all to have stuff to watch, you know. And um, last year we passed some deer that – Obviously, we regret we passed, and so this year, I mean, we're just looking to you know let them fly. Exactly. But um, Brady, so something you know, obviously, you you had some permission on some private that was mm-hmm. really good that you got kind of kind of switching gears here, but um, you had some permission on private um, that was really good. Killed some good deer off of there, um, you know different owner lost permission you know that situation so kind of you know what experience did you have on there um 
and then you know how did you hunt it compared to you know what are you going to do different kind of transition to some public um that type of deal because i'm curious yeah i mean there's a world of difference between that and hunting public you know i mean y'all know that i mean when we were there there's lots of wheat fields there's lots of yeah you know i mean it was 1200 acres there's just a lot of deer moving around in there i mean we were the only people that hunted it in 1200 acres so yeah i mean that's nice i, don't know. I mean there's i mean there's barely any pressure in there at all yeah but i mean it's a lot different on a public dealing with the pressure dealing with I mean, you gotta you gotta learn to hunt trails more and things like that. I mean, you yeah. can't you can't go sit on a big bait field, or, yeah, yeah, that exactly. you planted or put yeah. some corn out or whatever. I mean, it's just it's a big difference, definitely. It's a, I mean, public's definitely a lot harder. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, like I hunted that with you, you know, some and mm-hmm. um, so I mean, I I got to see it and you know, obviously we talk and hunt together and all that, so. Uh, I mean, that, yeah, that was a good piece. There was some yeah, big deer definitely. killed off of there. Definitely. I mean, that time, you you know, so me and Brady, funny story here. Um, we were, man, Brady was probably 12 and I was yeah, probably 14. We were pretty, we were pretty young. We were young. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, young so stupid, it we was, uh, during rifle season, uh, rut still going on. And, uh, we'd go in and sit this big wheat field. There was some wheat come, you know, that was there, but mm-hmm. most of it was just dirt. We get up underneath this log, and this log had like a U, and so we're like under up underneath it, and we're 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 covered good. And yeah, um, so we're sitting there, and uh, we see dust coming up through yeah. this field. I mean, yeah, it was crazy. It looked like a truck coming through that field. Yeah, and so it there, and it's coming right at us. So we, you know. It gets stopped and realizes, you know, it's a it's a doe and, and a good deer. I mean, a good buck. Mm-hmm. Brady's shooting. I think uh, Brady forgot his ammo. And this is this is a terrible story, by the way. We were very stupid. Yeah. This is not a necessary <laughs> I would not story. recommend do this. It's more but, of a funny story. Than, uh, Brady. I had I, I was shooting a two forty three and I brought one shell. Yeah. <laughs> I, I actually, I forgot my shell. I forgot my ammo, but I did end up finding one shell in my pocket. Yeah. So, so but we're out of bullets, and uh, and I, I believe I'm not wrong. Your dad that morning when we got in the truck, Brady, you got everything? You got uh, your yeah. shells? Yeah, Brady's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, we get out there, and we get, realize we got one shell. So we get set yeah. up. It's dough. Good deer comes in. Big. Yeah, man. big deer. Big. And uh, I think also um, Brady's scope may have been a little loose. I think it might have been. I'm pretty sure Maybe it was. Just we were we were not we were not prepared. Like it was not a recipe all. for success. No. Um but anyway, so uh this deer comes in and uh they stop about a hundred, hundred and fifty yards to our left. Brady's on my left and we weren't filming or anything at this time. I wish we were. Um <laughs> so from my like point of view, get this deer stopped and I think I grunt I like stopped him you know, with the mat or whatever, and uh, he's looking at it. So Brady's getting on the scope, and I'm and I'm looking at the deer, and uh, so I'm like, and Brady like couldn't find him or I couldn't get on him, and so finally he did. <laughs> and uh, I was in I was in a tough spot underneath the log. Yeah, it was. It, was not, it wasn't the best. Wasn't ideal. It wasn't the best <laughs> ideal situation. But no. Brady gets on him, whatever, and I'm like, are right, you on him? And he's like, yeah, yeah. So, boom, he shoots, and. 
I mean, I could tell he hit him, but I didn't know where. And But as soon as the gunshot goes off, all here is, oh, oh, my goodness, oh, oh. And Brady's just, like, grimacing in pain. And I'm like, what? And I'm, like, trying to watch the deer and, like, not look away. And the, obviously they ran off. And I turn around to look at Brady, and Brady looks at me, and he's got a scope ring right in the middle of his eyes, and it is already turning black and blue. And I'm like, oh, wow. So the deer runs off. Oh, okay, Jackson told the story a little bit differently. As soon as I scope myself, all of his seriousness about the deer goes away, and he is dying. Like oh that. yeah, I can't help it. I mean, I mean, it looked like somebody took a hammer and just hit him right between the eyes. Yeah, it felt like it. And I'm like, "Are you okay?" And he's like, "I don't know. My head hurts." Deer ran off. So we're like, "What in the world?" So you know, we called Brady's dad. Well, what we did, I don't know if you remember this. This is a long time ago. We were young, but we and we were stupid as well. Yeah, we take as soon as I make my bullet makes contact with this deer, we take off after it. Yeah, after we get through the pain yeah. and getting scoped. Yeah, we get we up. End and, up, we end up finding it bedded in a creek. And yeah, it probably would have went and died there. It more than likely would have died in this creek, not even far from where we're at. But we bumped it, of course. Just I don't know what we were thinking. Well, yeah, and once again, non recipes for success. Um, you know, deer trying to go up the creek bank, and it like it, you know because it was hit, couldn't get up very good, and uh, and I'm like, get another shot in, get another shot in, and uh, well, I think you had two shells because we obviously couldn't take another shot. Yeah. And Brady's like, I can't get steady. He's like, what if I put it on your shoulder? <laughs> and I'm like, no, you're not putting a gun on my shoulder to shoot this deer. You know, anything hunter safety has taught us is just out the window and i'm like no 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 so the deer gets up runs off whatever we end up finding it great deer so yeah that was a good story on that private um yeah it's just i definitely definitely miss that piece for sure yeah but so uh brain i mean kind of transition to the public land side of things you know what's what's been well, let's let's see. What's what's your most memorable experience hunting public land? That's a hard one. It's tough. I, I got one that's it's like I, I wouldn't say it's the best, but it's funny. Most memorable would probably be hanging and hunting and killing that deer I killed two years ago. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, to rattle it in. That's probably most memorable. Now there's plenty of others that are up there with it. Oh yeah, for sure. You know, that's the first one that comes to mind. Yeah, I mean, first sit. Well, I was asleep. You got yeah, Brady's asleep. I'm in the saddle. Rattled, rattled it in. We had never rattled in deer before, so that was kind of cool. Yeah. And uh, come in, I got to shoot it. So that's probably the most memorable on public land, I would say. Yeah. Now, there's plenty of others, but. Yeah, so I think probably, so yeah, I mean, obviously that one was super good. Um, I think, so I kind of got two. So my first one is going to be, um, this is when we first started hunting public. Uh, man, I don't even know how old we were. We were probably, well, because we were, I think I was 15 because we were still hunting with our dads. And, uh, yeah, our dads were going with us that entire first year. Yeah, that entire first year, you know, they were kind of going with us and showing us the ropes. We hunted, we didn't hunt with them, but we, that, you know, they would take us, um, or whatever. Well, uh, so probably it was when I, I did a hanging hunt. I mean, I'm 15 years old. I don't know what I'm doing. I think I, I hang in a tree i hang a xop hang on in a tree about as big as this root beer can right here about 15 foot high and looking back on it i'm like 
how did it work? How did it work? But <laughs> I did a hanging hunt on a scrape, a big like community type scrape. I think there was three or four in the area. There was three I mean, like right, right there. there. Yeah, it was crazy. One right down from it. And I mean, I didn't know a ton. I was like, oh hey, here's a scrape. Came in the next morning, did a hanging hunt. Uh, I'm pretty sure there was like a four point that came in that I was gonna try and shoot, <laughs> and luckily it spooked. And about 20 minutes later, Braden calls me. He's like, hey. He's like, I just saw a big deer. And he's like, I think he's coming your way. And I'm like, all right, all right. About that time, I look up, and I see legs walking through the brush. I'm like, all right, bye. So I hang up. I get my bow. Good deer. Um, actually, this deer that's right behind me. Uh, good deer steps out, comes and works the scrape. Up until this point, I hadn't had a whole lot of success with my bow. I'd hit some deer that I couldn't find, you know. So this deer steps out. Boom, I shoot him. I think I hit him. Looking back on it now, like, I heard him crash. I just didn't know it. I was so jacked. I couldn't yeah. – I wasn't paying attention. He calls me. I mean, it wasn't five minutes after I had just got off the phone with him telling him what's coming, and he's pumped. Yeah, I mean, I'm I mean, pumped. It sounds like he could fall out to stand at any minute. Oh, yeah. I, I called probably – I don't know how many people in five minutes saying <laughs> I shot a, shot a deer. And uh, Jack, Jackson has some great reactions to killing deer. Oh, right? yeah, for sure. And so I called my uh, stepdad. And he's the one hunting with this, and I'm like, "Hey, I just I just shot a good, I just shot a good," and he's like, "Okay," um, and I I remember he he tells the story pretty funny, but I said, "I know I know I made some bad shots on a deer, but I think I got this one," <laughs> and he's like, "Okay, all right, we're good, we're in business." So uh, I get down and go get my arrow, and I'm looking at this arrow. And it's a, like a it's like the I don't know if they make them anymore, but it's like a white almost fully white like a white camo Easton, and there ain't blood till the veins, and there's very little. Yeah, there wasn't much on that. Shooting the three blade muzzies, um, and I'm like, I get this arrow, and I'm like, oh man, this don't look good. <laughs> I'm like, I mean, I'm I know enough that I'm like, okay, this arrow, I, I don't know if I even hit this deer. I, I obviously I hit him because there was some blood, but I, I thought that I had uh grazed him low you know just cut like his belly and that's why there wasn't very much blood well anyways Braden's dad gets there my stepdad rusty gets there and we go start looking Braden's dad find blood didn't go 60 yeah that's probably my favorite Mm -hmm. i remember sitting in in the church pew yeah getting the text yeah your dude that you killed yeah i remember that because yeah you and your dad i think i text both of y'all and Mm -hmm. it's like and i sent y'all a picture so we got Got that one, and then another funny one, kind of, I'll make it quick, but pretty much, I'm sitting in the saddle on public land, and I'm playing peekaboo with a dude in a tight suit, like a tight camo suit, like, oh, yeah, um, on, and, like, I'm in the saddle, and I would would lean out and whistle at him, and he would look, and I would lean back behind the tree, could never find me, but (laughs) this stuff you run into on public land, dude, in a... You run into some people, definitely. Yeah, so, um... Yeah, so those, I mean, those are some memories we got. I mean, I mean, there's, we could sit here and talk all night about them. I was about to say, pretty much any time we go out, there's a story coming back. I mean, Braden's got, Braden almost hung himself in the stand on the saddle. (laughs) I, it, it just never ends, but. um, That's what makes it fun, man. Oh, yeah. You got stories like that. Yeah, we, we like to take it serious, you know, at times and, you know. Put a lot of effort and work into it, but at the same time, we're, still got to have fun. Yeah, so. we're we're gonna have fun, but uh, so um, kind of coming to the year, it start. You know, it's time to start uh, kind of getting your gear out. Um, 
dialing, dialing stuff in, in shooting, uh, making sure all your camo fits that the rats haven't chewed holes in it, yeah. whatever you know, whatever it is. Um, so, kind of what what are you doing to get ready for the year, gear wise, um, and then kind of what equipment, gear, whatever it is that you feel like helps you be successful, you know, maybe both private and public? Oh, uh, definitely going in, you know, we're a couple months out. I'm, I'm slinging arrows as often as I yeah. can. You know, that's yeah. one thing that's got to be dialed. Um, going into gear and camo, I mean, it stays hot for about a month here, first month of deer season. So really yeah. just making sure I got a lot of my light stuff. My yeah. thicker stuff, you know, I can wait on. Yeah. Dude, that can that can wait till later. Heck, you don't need it till almost December here. It's, yeah. It's mm-hmm. bad. Yeah. And then, I mean, honestly, it's a big thing I would say that success for both public and private would be a saddle. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, I like, mean, it's a must. We come across them a year or two ago, and it's yep. it's now a must. Yeah. We use it every sit. Yeah. Shout, out to, shout out to Tuber Saddles. Yes. They're one of our sponsors, and we, we love them. I mean, yeah. For sure. They keep us going and I mean, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean so Brady, I mean, what are you what are you kinda doing? Uh and what you know, what's your what's your gear that helps you be successful? Uh I mean just like Braden said, I'm shooting my bow a lot, you know. That's yeah. one thing that has to be on point, you know. Yeah. I mean it's really the main it's yeah, definitely yeah. the main thing. Yeah, for sure. And then as far as gear, I mean just Gear that helps me, I'd say, I got I got two I got an XOP stand and a lone wolf stand. Yeah, and that's if you're hunting public, I like having a super light stand like yeah, that. Yeah, sure. the XOP stand I think is, I'm not uh, it's under eight pounds I would say. Yeah, I mean it's just real light. Yeah, me. if yeah. you're not gonna run saddle, that's what you're gonna run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but yeah, light just making on making sure that those are good. Um, like something that you know i know we all kind of do you know we do a lot of hanging hunts especially traveling like we talked about but um something that i like to do uh is i it sucks because you sweat but i like to you know especially like september toward the later part of september i like to get all my stuff out like i'm going hunting kind of practice your system yeah yeah get to the base of the tree get everything get my sticks go up the tree Get everything screwed into where I'm hunting. It just makes things it's so much amazing easier. how much smoother your first run when deer season gets here goes. Oh too. yeah, I mean it's crazy. Yeah, I mean it's it's huge, but yeah, I mean that's like like they said. That's that's what I'm doing. You know, shooting as much as I can. Um, you know, making sure everything's dialed equipment wise. Uh, obviously, I'm gonna be sh- shooting the recurve a lot, trying to get ready with that. Um, so yeah, I think you know gear wise, obviously like Braden said, the saddle. I mean that has been huge for us. We've seen more deer, been more mobile because of it. Um, you know, there's deer that. Well, I mean, and then like I think you know, like on private, you know, you got you got set stands, and we do, but yeah, we still have somebody in the saddle because Whoever's filming. It makes it 1,000 times easier if you're in a saddle. Oh, yeah. I mean, you can and, always move around that tree. Yeah. And, and if that's something y'all never done or y'all never checked out is, it's you know. for sure try it. It's yeah. If, you, if you're, if you got two people filming or, you know, and you're filming, one in the stand and one in the saddle, I mean, that's, it's smooth. It really is. I mean, 
you know, the person filming, obviously they don't got to be in position for a shot. So, you know, you can you can put that camera out away from the tree and, and, and keep that tree between you and the deer. So really there's one one guy up there. Um, yeah, it's, it's a lot easier. And then like like tonight we, we were hanging a set stand and a, a, sat, a set saddle platform and we used the saddle, I mean, to, yeah. to hang it. You know, yeah, that line of the belt. Like almost like a harness. I mean, it keeps you safe. Yeah, it makes it a lot easier too. You yeah, use both hands. Yeah, getting getting camo all situated out. Um, so this was like something I was going to ask y'all about. So I, you know, obviously it's a big debate. You know, and I think about it like like this. You know, obviously there's all this camo out, all this different patterns and stuff. And you know, I think it's a lot of it's personal preference. Obviously, there's some technology into it, but like. I mean, what are y'all opinion on it? Like, I mean, you see guys back in the 60s, 70s, 80s, you know, whatever, you know, back in the day or whatever that go and kill, a, you know, a 180 in blue jeans and a flannel. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, like, what do y'all, I mean, what do y'all think about that? Because, mm, well, I've bought some of the more expensive stuff, and it's, it's good and it yeah. works. But, I mean, now, now that I'm older, I'm going for comfort and... Exactly. Yeah, I mean durability. Yeah, for sure. That's one and thing about expensive. the expensive stuff. Definitely does that. For yeah, me, but yeah. I mean, I don't know. I'm just really trying not to spend so much money on one one piece. You know, yeah, like, yeah. I mean, the process. The only thing about expensive camo is I feel like uh, it's a little bit warmer, but still a little thinner. You ain't having yeah. to wear as much. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, that's which some, also lets you be a little more comfortable. Yeah. Especially when bow hunting, you're more mobile too. Oh especially yeah. Up top. Yeah, I mean, that's something, too, that, like, used to, you know, I thought, well, the colder it is, the more layers you got to put on. And yeah. now, I think, you know, your layer layering system is huge. Yeah, it's, that's, I mean, that's all of it. You know, you can have three layers of a, you know, a good quality layering system, whether that's, you know, uh, like a wool, um, wool base with a medium top and, a, you know, heavy top or whatever it is. And be warmer than if you have seven layers of hoodies and sweatpants on, yeah, you know. Exactly. And not saying the hoodie and sweatpants still won't work because we've done we've done it. But I mean, you know, I think it's just, you know, the price that you see on some of the camo now, you know, you're not paying for the pattern concealment. Yeah. You know, I think you know you're paying for the durability. Um, the technology behind it is crazy. Yeah, I mean, like you look at some of like the the Sitka and Kuyu and that and the technology behind some of that stuff. I mean, yeah, the patterns look cool, but that's not what you, you know. You're getting moisture, um, you know, thinner thinner stuff, but it's warmer. It's still warm, yeah. Yeah, exactly. so I mean, I think it's you know it's all that, and like you know, I know like uh, I think Cody D'Aquisto, um he you know he's a guy that. I mean, he hunts out of flannels, but, you know, and I think, he, I think they, it, I think it may be Lone Wolf or that sells them, um, but, I mean, these flannels that you're, you know, you're watching, yeah, they, they look like a flannel, but the, they're, they're $200 flannels, you really know, flannels. I mean, they're meant for it almost. Yeah, and so, you know, I think the big thing, with, you know, like with concealment and cover that we found, you know, obviously, I think the big deal is back cover. For sure. It's not necessarily what you have in front of you. It's what you got behind you. Exactly. Just break up your pattern. Exactly. If they can skyline you, you're in trouble. Yeah. I mean, that's on the ground, in a tree, what, however it is. But, 
yeah, I think that's a big deal. And then, um, you know, breaking up your pattern. Obviously, I think Campbell patterns are better at doing that now. But, um, you know, some people like to match. Like Braden. I love to match. It's yeah. got to match. I think Brady, you know, yeah, kind of the same way. But, like, you know, I, I run two different sh- – like, I run – nomad bottoms you know maybe with a sick yeah, top exactly. or a flannel and i and that's just what you know that's what works i mean i wonder i wonder what is a better more efficient way you know yeah i mean like i've always wondered that like I mean, if like wearing two different shades yeah. compared to matching yeah, mm-hmm. yeah i mean I, I don't know i i like i said i wore tan bottoms and a flannel and had deer you know come well, right next to you. Yeah. And the bigger part of it that we're not mentioning is just being still and quiet. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. Huge. I mean, that's it's huge. That's your big deal. I mean, if you can see the deer before they see you. That's yeah, huge, and, yeah. Because, you know, you're going to move. If there's two of you, you're going to talk. But if you can kind of see that deer before they notice you, it kind of yeah. helps, too. You know, yeah. you don't you ain't quiet the entire time. And I feel like the camo just kind of helps your like your mess ups, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it it helps. You know, gives you some cushion for Mm -hmm. sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, Yeah, I mean, I agree. I think on the ground, you know, hunting on the ground, not in a blind, is definitely. I mean, it's harder. I mean, I think anybody will tell you that. Mm -hmm. You know, I, 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 you know, if I can get in a tree, I'm going to. You can see more. It's just better in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I, I like it. And, you know, and then that, you know, that leads into a whole other deal of, like, you know, staying height. That's a big deal. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. you like, like I, you know, I mentioned Cody D'Aquisto. And that guy goes out there and hunts seven, eight foot off the ground and kills 190-inch deer. But there's also the guys that you see that hunt 35 foot that do the same yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if one works better. It's personal preference. But, I mean, we. We've got stands that lean both ways yeah i mean we've got one that's really high got a a lot of them that ain't near as high yeah like i said i think it all just really boils down to like what brady said you know movement and how Mm -hmm. quiet you are exactly but um so kind of going back to off of gear um we've obviously all you know seen and hunted some you know mature deer um not necessarily, you know, horn-wise, you know, or, you know, going to, like, score, you know, 190. I'm not talking about that mature, but just age. So, like, what are some things that, like, y'all have noticed that these big deer tend to do? Or, like, maybe maybe a deer you've hunted, um, like, what what was been something that it made that deer different or he did that was, like, you couldn't figure out? Or, like, you know, what – like, so, like, for me um, – like that deer, you know, that Braden, we, you know, we both were hunting that deer. I was filming and stuff mainly. And like that deer, you know, he, he, him and his running buddies were there, you know, they didn't ever split up, you know, we're always together. We got always. bachelor pictures of them, you know, October 10th, 11th, and they're still together. You know, most of the time them deer split up, you know, once October kind of comes. So that was weird and I couldn't really figure it out. Yeah. I mean, what's something that you, anything y'all seen like that? It is, it is tough because we don't hunt specific deer. I was about to say. Yeah, I mean. You know, it's more public land. 
you're not but, always seeing the same deer, so it's kind of it's kind of hard. Yeah, I feel like I'll learn a little bit more about that. Come, you know, this we got year. this private. Yeah, this will be our second year. We're we're patterning more deer, so yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, ready. So, like, I know your dad hunted that deer hard, but that deer y'all called crab claws. I mean, did oh, y'all yeah. did y'all experience anything like that? I mean, uh, I don't think so. I think. Well, I mean, like like I was telling y'all earlier, the deer disappeared. Yeah, I mean, at least from our trail cameras. So we saw him early October, and you know we we're I was hunting for that deer. We were sitting, yeah. I was setting up around that deer, and then it's like, I mean, he was more than likely still in the area, but yeah, you just don't see you him. don't see him on camera. Nothing. I was still, like I said, pretty young at this time, so I didn't just know a ton. Well, the deer ended up coming back in like December, missing a leg. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That, I mean, was, that was bizarre. So I don't know. I don't know what happened there. That probably played so, a I big mean, role in that not seeing him yeah. for a while. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I never, I never saw the deer. Yeah. I saw him on camera early and then late, but I mean, I can't think of any deer really that done anything too crazy like that. I mean, just. Yeah. I don't. I don't yeah, know. I mean, I mean, like I said, we haven't hunted just a lot of like super just one deer, nothing else. A lot of it's public land, you know. You may see that deer and never see him again. Exactly. Especially I'm trying during to, the rut. Yeah, during the rut on public, it gets... And that's something, too, that, you know, I feel like I noticed. I think, and I know this ain't everywhere, and, it, you know, it depends on how much private you have, but I feel like the rut on public is so much more crazy and hectic than it is on I mean, private. I've had some of the craziest sits I've ever seen in my life. I mean, it's there. it's insane. Like, you know, obviously deer rut on private, I mean, not saying that, but like just the full blown chasing, grunting, fighting, it all like I don't yeah, know. I feel it, like it just it's a whole nother level when it's on public. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. I mean, you know, we'll be hunting public and deer you've never seen in your life. I mean, you see five of five or six of them in a day. They're all potentially shooters. You know, obviously you don't got a shot at them, but and I mean it's just yeah. and it's like you know like we we experienced this, so you know. First October, we got cameras up on public or whatever, you know, you and you're not like well, I mean, we'll have over maybe two or three pieces of public or maybe four, you know, we'll have seven or eight cameras up, and consistently first October, you're not seeing a lot of bucks. You may get some here and there, but not big deer. And then you get to October, you know, kind of when they're starting to make scrapes, October twentieth to you know November or first of November, and then these deer just it's like they come too public to rut. Yeah, exactly. That's what I feel like. I mean, I don't know if y'all seen that, but it's it's crazy. I mean, exactly. They just they gravitate there, and I mean, and you know, from the time the scrapes start popping up till the rut ends, public's the best place to be. It feels like. Yeah, for sure. I know that's some of our go to spots. Yeah, that's for sure. I mean, we got obviously we got three shooter, four shooters on camera, and. You know, and we did last year too. And during the rut, we were in public. Exactly. You know, just because we spent every single chance we could right there on public. Yeah, I mean, and you know, and and then hunting the rut—that's tough. You know, you got scrape lines you can hunt. I think that's good. Late October, not necessarily something I'm going to hunt full. You know, through the the peak of the rut, chasing and that stuff, um, but. I think, you know, what me and Braden and, and Brady, too, have found, like, you know, down here, you know, in Oklahoma, um, 
obviously depends on what part you're in. You know, we consistently see and kill more big deer in the rut in some type of like bottom. Yeah. Oh, hands down. Hands down. I mean, like I've never seen so much rut activity. In, than when you're in the bottom. Yeah. And like when, so like bottoms for us, that's going to be like where a creek's going through there, maybe some cottonwoods. Um, it, like, it's like it opens up. It's timber and there's still, there's you not know, as much underbrush, no buck brush that you're playing with. It's just open. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a big open bottom, really. I mean, yeah. I mean, and we kill, we see and kill more deer in, in bottoms like that during the rut. Now, outside of the rut, early October, December, uh, you might as well mark it off because, yeah. I mean, you'll see some does. And yeah, you may you may have a you know some bucks on there, but for us that's not really the case. No. I mean, during the rut, that's they have where really we're at. No reason to come there. So yeah, um, so yeah, I mean, that's you know something that we found and it works, and we're we we've been rolling with it, and it's it's done us good. Um, so kind of as we wrap up, uh, like I said, we're we're starting to get. Um, season approaches like I said we're we're getting ready we're getting dialed um, something that we, we me and Braden you know hunting publicly and haven't done just a whole lot of you know is, is the mineral and that stuff so you know we're gonna we're gonna start looking into into that stuff uh, about what mineral and stuff because like like we've always just put out corn you know and i think deer are gonna come and you know they're gonna if it's there when they come there they're gonna eat it but i think you know like i mean especially now we got this private i mean we're we're trying to you know put some inches on these deer exactly and so um grow some good deer yeah and and so we're gonna we're gonna kind of experiment around with that um and see you know what see what works i mean obviously like we put out so um, we put out some BB Square Big and J, which is kind of like a powder uh, formula type. It's like it's not like a pellet or a corn. And uh, we put out some of that, and mainly the cows ate that. But yeah. then we uh, then we had more of a a pellet, um, a kind of a protein pellet, and that's where we got these deer on camera at. It was exactly. all over that. Um, so we're gonna play around with that. What do y'all? What do you think about like uh, like? Like protein blocks. I haven't had a ton of success. I've used a few, yeah. but not a ton. I mean, yeah, that's just mine. Yeah. I've never, I haven't had much experience with them. It's mostly just corn or rice bran or something like that. With that's meat. something too. Like, I forgot about rice bran, honestly, but rice bran's a powder. And we, we used that out of uh, our grandpa's place two or three years ago. And uh, we got a lot of deer on camera yeah, with that. That's something that I forgot that we need to try. I used to, like, Walmart sold it, but we might have to go to, like, Tractor yeah, Supply. I haven't right? seen it in a while. I haven't seen it there, but that worked good, and it goes a long ways. I mean, you can get a 50-pound bag, and I think it's a little cheaper in corn, mm-hmm. and it's so powdery that it, it you know, it goes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Corn goes in a hurry, so. It does, yeah. Corn, especially when you got cows eating yeah. on it, too. That's why when I was, when I started messing with rice bran, it was... I was looking for stuff that deer would eat and cows wouldn't. Yeah, yeah. and I figured Which out is really hard to find. Yeah, there, yeah. there ain't nothing in the world. <laughs> yeah, I've I like I mean, me and Brady were kind of his dad was the one that um, started us out on it, 
and we started using it. And they say cows won't eat it, but they will. I mean, yeah. they're yeah. cows down here almost like a goat. Yeah. But, um, they would. And so that's another uh, little piece of private we got our grandpa's place. There's used to. So used to there used to be some really big deer. Um, huge deer. Huge deer. I mean, my dad and, and Brady's dad used to hunt it, and uh, there was some – some giants, I mean, mm-hmm. and, you know, and houses started going up and stuff. So, really, I mean, we got, like, maybe 20, 30 acres surrounded by houses there. And we've had, yeah, I mean, we've had some good pictures of deer there. Um, but, you know, can't ever get anything to daylight, and it just gets tough. I mean, yeah. same same thing with Braden. You know, he had a spot on about 20, 30, 30 acres with, uh, you know, surrounded by houses. They get some good pictures. It's just... <clears throat> Have to kill them to daylight. Yep. Uh, so I mean, um, speaking of like, so we'll, we'll kind of lead into that. Speaking about deer, like daylighting. So what do y'all? What's y'all's opinions on like, you know, you hear well that deer's nocturnal, or you know whatever. What's y'all's opinions on that? Um, and honestly, I, I mean, I mean, I gotta. They're gonna come through at some point. Yeah, eventually. I was about to say, eventually they'll they'll come through. It's just gotta be there. Yeah. And they may not daylight on that exact where you know wherever that camera is, but they're yeah. daylighting somewhere. Yeah. yeah. You either gotta pattern it to where you know when they're gonna come out in daylight, which is tough, or do we just just sit a bunch until yeah until get they lucky. do. I mean, that's yeah. I mean, I think like Braden said, they're daylighting somewhere, and that's and that's when it gets tough with big deer. You know, when you hear about the the sixth sense and all that. I mean, I. I Big deer, I think, are kind of shy. I don't think they, you know, especially during, like, I think big deer during the rut and, um, you know, October, November, December, some of January. I think for those, you know, four or five months, I think the big deer are shy. I really do. Obviously, during the rut, they're looking for does. But other than that, like, I think, you know, they don't like to be around a lot of people. Or not people, but a lot of deer. Um, and... Like Braden said, you know, that them deer are daylighting somewhere. Somewhere. They have to. <clears throat> I mean, and, you know, if their bedding area is good enough, they may stand up two or three times in a day and move 30, 40 yards here and there. In that but same area. And that's, and that's tough to hunt, and sometimes you can't. But, you know, something that, like, I've, I've done is, so say, I, you know, I have a camera up, and I'm getting a picture of a deer, you know, 30 minutes after dark. In my mind, that deer... Or if if he was, I would know. But that deer is not bedding close enough that he gets up out of his bed and he's there 30 minutes after dark. I don't know if that makes sense. But that, that deer is bedding farther away than that, or I would know. Mm-hmm. So in my mind, that deer's on the move and probably a, a decent distance. I'm just not close, close enough, enough to his bed exactly that I'm seeing that happen. So I see that happen, boom, getting a picture of a deer... 20 30 minutes after after daylight you know if i can from the camera i'm gonna try and see which way he's coming or that's a trail that way field edge and, and i'm gonna work up like that and i may do it in increments i may move 70 yards you know one day and then if that don't work i may move another 80 i mean it's just exactly. it all depends you know big deer they're big for a reason you know you hear that all the time um you know they they don't get that way because they're dumb but so anyways well that's uh 
that's a good first episode. Um, um, and, uh, yeah, so, uh, we're just gonna keep, uh, we're gonna keep putting out episodes. Hopefully we get some people, um, come on the, come on the show. Like I said, we're, we're looking for some, uh, yeah, if 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 any of y'all are interested in being on, reach out to us, you know, and sure. we can maybe set something up. I know this was kind of sporadic and, uh, you know, just kind of jumped around a lot of stuff. But, I mean, you know, let us, let us you know, know what y'all want to hear. If you have topics that you want to hear, um, any suggestions, we, we'd love to hear them. Like I said, I know... This one was kind of here and there, but I think, you know, there's a lot of good info, some good stories and all that stuff in there. Um, but, uh, yeah, so that kind of concludes it for our first episode. And uh, let us know. Check out our other social media platforms, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, YouTube, all that. We love the support, and uh, y'all are the reason we do this. So, um, yeah, until till next time, just uh, keep seeking.